It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. I guess one one of the benefits of recording Simply Amazing uh, uncharacteristically late in the evening is, is that sometimes news coincides with recording and uh, literally probably 10 minutes ago, uh, Joel Sherman from the Post uh, reported uh, our buddy Jacob Resnick from SNY confirmed with a simple it's happening that the Mets are calling up Francisco Alvarez. Um we're, we're going to talk about this a bunch. Taryn, I, I know our buddy Greg put something up, and I, I'm pretty sure you have it queued up, right? Let's, let's yeah. <laughs> the sounds of silence? Yeah. In the ball of violence. Yeah. Nice. Uh, shout out to our guy, Greg. He's been on the show at real black 14 on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Just such an exciting moment for the Mets. Uh, it's something that I think all of us as fans have been waiting for all season really is to, to see Francisco Alvarez up in a big spot. And um, it, it doesn't get bigger than this. Well, you know, it, a lot of people were calling for it as he was tearing up double A in Binghamton. Got to triple A and struggled. Um, you know, the power was there. Uh, you know, the, he he's just such a, a tremendous, you know, prodigious hitter. Um, the power was there. And, you know, his batting average is still in the 230s. But, you know, if you look at his numbers since he's come back from the I.L., I believe he came back on September 11th. So over... 13 games, 60, uh, 58 played appearances. He's hitting 362, 483, 596. It's a, uh, it's a small sample size, but clearly, I mean, he's, he's adjusted to AAA pitching very well. Um, you know, looking back for, you know, someone of, uh, of my age, I remember, you know, 2003 very well, Miguel Cabrera coming up and, you know, giving the Marlins a shot in the in the arm that they really needed, and uh, and, and they you know they took down the uh, the vaunted Yankees. So you know, not saying that this is going to be a Miguel Cabrera type situation, but uh, a shot in the arm, especially when the Mets really haven't had a whole lot of production from um, from Darren Ruff, who was uh, brought in to be a, a you know a designated hitter, and and it's been kind of anything but. Uh, you know, if Alvarez can step in and, and handle that role, uh, you know, you really have to think that the Mets have a new dynamic, a new wrinkle to their uh, to their offensive roster. And, you know, how it's going to work, I guess we'll have to see. But as long as they can get them on the postseason roster, which they can, uh, it's been reported. And my, my simple understanding of the postseason roster is, uh, you know, you have to be on the roster September 1st to be eligible. 
if you're not on the 40 man roster on September 1st, you stay, you can be plugged in if a player's injured. So I believe Michael Perez is the third catcher on the Mets um, 40 man right now. And he is injured. I want to say, I believe he's on the 60 men. Um, you also have Marte who's, you know, still in a splint, but hopefully he'll be good for the postseason. But uh, you know, I guess that's a bridge to be crossed for right now. The Mets have called up or are calling up Francisco Alvarez. And uh, you know, if this weekend couldn't get any more um, exciting, I think it just did. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our, our friend uh, Jacob Resnick, he said uh, the 2840 move for Alvarez is going to be interesting since he's not replacing McCann or Nito as far as I know. Uh, Vientos going down and a non-active DFA would be my guess. Can't imagine this is the end of rough. They'll also need 40 space for Gibbons soon. So a couple roster decisions coming up for the Mets. Um, getting Gibbons back, I think, will be will be valuable. He was pitching much better towards uh, the time that he had gotten injured. Um, I want to ask you something. Uh, part of the talk that we were hearing in terms of the delay with bringing Alvarez up when people were clamoring for it, especially when the offense had started to dip, was that, you know, he hasn't caught. Uh, he, he hasn't caught at this level. He hasn't called games at this level. Do you think uh, his experience at all with Scherzer having been down at Syracuse uh, on the rehab starts, do you think that contributed at all to the Mets' confidence in, in his ability to possibly catch at this level? Oh, 110%. You know, and and granted, I mean, his bat is his calling card and his his defense hasn't been as highly touted as his offense has. But the reports that have come back from guys who have been rehabbing that we've heard about have been, you know, solid. Uh, I know just last week I saw a clip and I, I even kind of did a little breakdown on Twitter. Uh, his mechanics um, in, in, in uh, I guess, throwing guys out at second base or just getting rid of the ball were pristine. You know, he he, rece- he sees the guys leaving first. Before he even receives the ball, he's got his, you know, he's out of his crouch. He's half cocked. He's got his his body torqued, ready to throw. That's just, you know, that's textbook um, mechanics uh, for a backstop. I think that there's a lot of potential there. I think that in, in along with the, the strides that he's made as a receiver, you know, communicating with his pitchers, whatever the case may be, um, and then, you know, I think that, of course, opens the door for him to, to move into a, a a spot on the big club. I think that him catching bullpens and just working with the big league staff is going to do so much for his development as a defensive backstop just over these next, you know, whether he's here through the postseason or whatever the case is. Working with Mets pitchers, working with Mets staff, working with – McCann, who, yeah, granted, he's might, might not be having a great season. He, he comes as advertised as a good veteran catcher, uh, whether it be handling his staff or whatever. Pitchers like him. I'm sure Nito's learned a lot from him. I'm sure Alvarez is going to learn a lot from him. I think it's just a perfect spot and a perfect time to cross that bridge and, and kind of see what you have. And and I do think that the you know for the Mets to make this decision – they must have received some sort of, you know, confirmation 
from whether it be from his AAA coaches, from the guys who who have pitched to him, who have made their way back to the Mets, that yeah, he 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 could hack it. And I do like easing him in via the DH if he does end up catching a game, an inning, whatever the you know whatever the case may be. Great. I think the work behind the scenes is going to be so much more valuable to him moving forward than you know whatever playing time he might get uh, behind the plate. Yeah, I, I am so excited to see what happens here. Uh, what a you know a, a great season for the team that's currently on the field, but a, a really nice taste of the future. Um, By the way, I'm sorry, Michael yeah. Perez isn't hurt. He's just in the minors. Uh, oh, okay. I'm an idiot. I should pull up the 40 man before I start talking out of my ass, huh? <laughs> um, okay, so if it's not him, then but I mean they could. DFA him right, and then uh, an, a, an additional injury because uh, Givens is already on the forty. Yep, uh, Givens. I, I I would have to assume Perez would be a DFA candidate. Um, I mean, Lucchese's on the sixty, but he's working his way back. I totally forgot that John Curtis was on the sixty. Was on the sixty man IL. He's on the forty man. Uh, Claudio is still on the 40. He is. He's down in the minors. Um, Sean Reed Foley is on the 60 man. Um, you know, they, they have, I guess, options. I'm curious to see how this all works out. Um, and again, as each round of the postseason goes, they're going to have to form a new postseason roster and, and submit that. And, you know, depending on who they're playing and matchups. And I think that'll also trickle down to the, fourth starter situation well however the after the jake max bassett trio um how that works out i think it's all going to kind of be tied into who they're facing and what the matchups are like and yeah but i do hope that alvarez gets a shake and gets some at bats because you know even if he has a couple of good plate appearances um the confidence that he's going to gain heading into next year is going to be through the roof. I mean, if he could provide and, and produce through the postseason and really be a difference maker, I mean, forget it. You're playing with house money. That's incredible. Yeah, and this is a, a guy, uh, you know, we heard Greg say it, that he hits the ball with violence. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's regularly hitting it um, like a, 105 plus. So uh, this is a guy that I, I think really changes – the uh the composition of the lineup at a time that the Mets kind of really need it. Now you I know, you know, being in front offices, you might not have been in the room with these big decision makers, but what do you think goes into an organizational decision to say, okay, you know what, now's the time? Yeah, well, you're right that I was never uh really <laughs> in the room for for the big discussions. But um I, I think it's exactly what you said. They were definitely getting as much information as they could from the coaching staff uh, in Syracuse, but also, um, you know, they have their scouts. They're scouting their, their own system constantly. And so I think that they have a very good understanding of where he's at, um, what other guys who have come up and been successful have looked like right before they've uh, um done that uh when they're when they're in triple a so i think looking at those things are, are most important but they most of all like they've had this kid for uh four or five years now in, in the system so um 
they know what it's like when he's seeing the ball well, uh, when he's making good contact, when he's understanding uh, how they're trying to pitch him. So those things, I think, are the primary factors. I, I don't think that they necessarily wanted it to come to this. Uh, he's been hitting better, but it's not exactly like he forced their hand. It is more that the the Mets know that the big league club club needs an infusion of offense. You can't uh, rely on, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Eduardo Escobar uh, saving their hinds uh, every night. It's just not going to happen as great as his September has been. So um, this is more uh, of the, the big league club really needing Francisco Alvarez to come up and, and make an impact. Oh yeah. And you know, <sighs> There's got to be a a kind of best of both worlds scenario, and it almost feels like it between getting him the experience, between hopefully providing a spark, between hopefully getting some production out of the right-handed side of the plate from uh, from your DH. You know, um, all of it kind of works. And, and, you know, what Escobar's done in September is great. That's coincided with, you know, Marcana, who had a, a terrific August. He's kind of slowed down in September. He's uh, I have it here. 221 with a three, uh, excuse me, 664 OPS in September, which, you know, Mark Cannon is a, a foundational piece to this team. But as we've seen, our macro and micro, it's baseball. You, you can't be a machine 162. Right now he's in a down point, but other guys are picking him up. And you got to think that um, Alvarez in the mix probably has similar thoughts in mind. Hopefully, it light a fire under Ruff if he's still getting plate appearances moving forward. I have to assume he does, just with the, the veteran experience. He's seen a lot of these National League pitchers. If they end up facing the Dodgers, he's seen a ton of those pitchers. Um, I'm curious how, how it all shakes out. But, um, boy, it's, it's certainly put a shine on uh, everything that's gone on over the past few days. It felt like this place was melting. Well, this place. It felt like Mets fandoms and, and Mets fans were uh, were melting down once again after the Mets lost on uh, on Tuesday and were uh, mostly lifeless through the first half of the game on Wednesday. I'm I'm seeing that quote going around a lot um, that Escobar said I think in June when he was really struggling and and he said I'm going to give them a reason to cheer. I, I think he's done more than that. I, I think he single-handedly pulled a lot of us off the ledge last night. So uh, I mean, he's yeah. been doing it, right? Yeah, his September has been fantastic. But like, especially last night, I think that was such a big spot. You couldn't, after having gotten swept by the Cubs, you lose two out of three to uh, to the Nats, and they've kind of bounced back. They had that great series in Milwaukee, won two out of three. Yeah, but it, they've been scuffling a little bit, and and. To have gotten like a, a a mini sweep by the Marlins, that would have been, uh, I, I think it would have sent Mets Twitter nuclear. But Patty um, City, baby, yeah, I, I think even like the logical fans amongst us are are like, oh man, like four nothing. That's a lot uh, for this offense to overcome right now because they've basically been riding and dying with. Uh, with the production of uh, of of Pete with uh, with Lindor and and maybe that's the the case and that's what it'll be but um, I think this really like changes the uh, the dynamic and I'm so excited so this series 
you've got first place against second place. They're separated by a game. Uh, it, they've got to go down to the champs place to try to re- wrestle this division. They've got uh, our three horses against three at, uh, you know, they don't have strider, but the, the other three are very good. Sure. Um, I, I just, I, could this get any bigger, like the uh, top prospect now it, it's, it's really just going to be a phenomenal weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm very nervous, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Oh, I mean, this is, I've said it a bunch. I've kind of made it a little catchphrase on Twitter over the last few weeks. You know, we live for this. And, and I've been saying it all month. And I know that I was kind of dancing by myself in that zone for a while. But, you know, this is exciting for me. The whole like divisional race. I know that, yeah, winning the division by nine games would have been fun, would have been nice, would have been relaxing, stress-free. I enjoy this. And I know that I'm in the minority here. I enjoy this level of drama. This is the biggest weekend in Mets baseball since the World Series. And if you want to talk about regular season series, is this the biggest series since the last weekend at Shea when they were trying to get into the postseason? This is the last biggest weekend series, regular season series since 2007 when they're trying to fend off the collapse. I mean, this is huge. I'm, you know, you always hear about athletes like, oh, they want to be in that big spot. As a fan, I am relishing being in this big spot. I love this. Like that, that those butterflies, like, sure. Like you, you're, you're anxious. You're excited. You're, you're, it's all of the emotions wrapped in one, but I love this and I am so excited. Um, yeah. Well, and- I think, um, the, uh, that series against Washington, the, the Wilmer Flores game, uh, yeah. in 2015, the, uh, uh, going down to Washington and sweeping them there, the the David Wright slide and and oh, Labor Day, Labor Day twenty fifteen. Yeah, I think those series probably as big as this one because that was again battling for the division, something they hadn't done in ten years. Um, well, you know now it's been seven years, so it, it's uh, it's about time again. So uh, looking great. at. Looking at the uh, the scenarios for the division, uh, Mets oh, analytics uh, on before we want to before we jump into the uh, I guess the the actual matchups and the um, I guess the potential clinch situations. You want to take a quick break, jump back in. Yeah, we should. Awesome. We should. <laughs> we forgot to do it a couple of weeks ago, and I, I guess it, it it was placed. But uh, you know, we like to be seamless. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. Hear from the uh, the sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back again, Tim and Taryn, Simply Amazing. This weekend should be Simply Amazing. Um, <laughs> as, as we were saying, the, uh, the Mets have their, uh, their top three, their big dogs going, Jake, Max, and Chris Bassett. In that order, which I found interesting, I, I love that the Mets swung Jake into game one after winning on Wednesday. You could really stick it to Atlanta. You go in there and you put your your top dog out there. Let's say that you win, and boom, you're you are securely in the driver's seat with Max going the next day. That's not a knock on Bassett, but I think they know when to put their foot on the gas. And moving Jake into that first spot is putting your foot on the gas, man. I love it. Well, I I think it also sets them up well that if Jake needs to come back for that Wednesday game against the Nationals at home, uh, I I think that that gives them an opportunity with that. Um, Yeah, I I like having Jake there. I think he matches up well against Freed. I also really like having Scherzer in the second spot because all year when he's been healthy, Scherzer has been the stopper. It's the guy that if things were bad, you could count on him. Uh, to to stop things where they were. And, and if things were going well, he was really good at continuing that momentum. So uh, I, I'm really happy to have him in that second spot. That is a, a dynamite matchup. Kyle Wright has been fantastic this year. Yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, he's he got 20 wins. You almost don't see that anymore. Uh, so I, I, I know that they don't really mean much in terms of the quality of the pitcher, but it means so much as uh, he's gone out there, he's taken the ball every five days or so, and uh, he pitches for a good team, and he's lasted long enough in the games to to give them a chance to win. So I think that that wins are kind of cool, even if they don't mean a ton. And uh, and so hey, I, hey, you really know, if time. your team wins when you're on the mound, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not a huge proponent of, of pitcher wins. Uh, I despise catcher wins. I think they're the silliest thing in the world, but. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, when it boils down to is that, yeah, when you're pitching, if your team wins when you pitch, that's a great thing. And yeah, Kyle Wright's in that sense is having a terrific season. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and then having Bassett in that last game, I, I think it really gives them an opportunity to, uh, to save the bullpen because he, he and Scherzer have both done a good job at, at, uh, providing good length. So having them backing up DeGrom, who might, um, you know, I, he got roughed up last time, but he might only go uh, five innings or six innings, even if he's uh, pitching really well. So to have them behind him, those are guys that have an opportunity and and the ability to save a bullpen. Oh, absolutely. I think this is going to be just, you know, in addition to the, the, uh, the heightened stakes of this weekend, the Mets, you know, had the foresight one to schedule 
you know, to, to get the rotation in order. And, and uh, now they're making these other moves and, and kind of reinforcing themselves like this is, you know, your first round of the postseason. It looks, it feels like they are preparing themselves for a postseason series. They yeah. got their, their, their top three lined up they They got their, you know, fresh DH in the mix. Um, they have all the excitement in the world from the, from the fan base behind them. I mean, you know, this is uh this is big stuff. I, I, I will say that I'm moderately concerned facing Charlie Morton on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Morton in big games against the Mets. I know the Mets have got to him a few times, but he's, he's also got to the Mets a few times. And um, I also, if the Mets do or can, uh, you know, grab a win or two between Friday and Saturday, can't imagine the Braves going to be laying down on Sunday either. I think that's going to be the, um, the game of the weekend. I know that, you know, everyone wants to see Jake and, and Scherzer, but, I think Sunday's going to be it. And especially, you know, with the with the clinching aspects and I guess all the different uh, scenarios that could play out, you know, Sunday could be a very, very big day. Yeah, well, I, I think it will be. I, honestly, I'd be a little bit surprised if either team took the first two games. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a um, uh, just a, a battle. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we do – I did – have this, I guess, similar notes that you were mentioning before the break as far as what methods, what the Mets need to do, uh, I guess, what their different scenarios are for clinching and yeah, so where they Mets, stand. Yeah, let's, let's jump into that. Mets analytics on Twitter, they do a, a great job, really like uh, really sharp tables that, uh, that everyone can go and check out, but they've been updating them every day. So currently, as of this morning, uh, one game lead, Mets have a 79.1% chance of uh, of taking the uh, the division. Uh, so this is based on, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's based on how the Mets do against the Nationals. So they'll have three games against the Nationals after this. And then how the Braves do against the Marlins. They have three games in Miami after the, uh, the Mets leave Atlanta. So based on those outcomes later, this is what will happen. So uh, if the Mets get swept this weekend, which is obviously the worst case scenario, they will no longer control their own destiny. Um, and uh, Atlanta could lose two out of three to Miami and they would still clinch the division, even if the Mets ended up sweeping Washington when they get back home. Um, w- winning just one game this weekend does provide the Mets an opportunity to uh, to clinch the division, but only if they sweep Washington. So that puts a lot of pressure again on that Washington series, and they won't necessarily have their horses going in that series. Um, also, if the Mets only won two out of three against Washington, then Atlanta could clinch by winning uh, by sweeping the Marlins. Uh, one win against Washington would mean that Atlanta would just need two, and uh, and so on. Um, winning two out of three this weekend would be absolutely massive. Then the Mets could drop two out of three to Washington next week in a worst case or in a pretty poor scenario, and they would still clinch the division with just one more win. So that would winning two games this weekend reduces the magic number to one. To one. That's, I mean, like that's the sentence that just as a Mets fan, you know, you long to hear. 
The yeah. magic number is down to. I mean, there's better sentences that we could hear as Mets fans, sure. But well, here right, now we're going to focus on. I'll, I'll give you a better sentence. If the Mets win all three games this weekend, they could lose all three next weekend to next week to Washington, and they would still clinch. If they win all three games this week, they will win the division. I think if they if they sweep, they would clinch on Sunday, right? It would. Yes, that that would be. Um, a legendary flight home. It would. I would like to be a fly on the inside of the cabin on that one. <laughs> I don't know if you, I'm sure we've talked about it. And I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard about it. The Mets 86 flight home from the NLCS in Houston. Just, when they were just all asleep. What? When they were just all asleep. No, 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 no. Oh, was- that's the ride to Houston. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is the ride home where, you know, they had a food fight. Uh, someone brought a cake on the plane that was getting thrown around. There was uh, <laughs> wives vomiting, players using drugs. Uh, yeah. I highly recommend Jeff Perlman's book on the 86 Mets, The Bad Guys One. You get that whole story uh, in full detail and it's just outstanding. But, um, you know, in 2022, I doubt it would be the same vibes on the flight home. But what <laughs> could you imagine that party, though? Oh yeah, it'd be a good time. I, any any party where Vogelback is there, I am. <laughs> Did you see that hug? That bear hug he gave Lindor after he scored on Wednesday. Oh, that was said, beautiful. He said uh, engulfed by Vogelback. I saw that was him. Gary. That was perfect. That was so good. Uh, and and how about? Did you see the video of of Scherzer's little like? Uh, jog to to get to Lindor to give him a hug when everyone was mobbing Escobar. I did. I did. And then his joy for the game is uh, commendable. You know, this is someone I, I believe I'm only a month or so older than Max Scherzer. And one, you know, he's still a, just a, an elite athlete in his field um, at that age. But just the joy that he has, you know, the joy that this team has, it's infectious. It's uh, it, it's making for a fun experience. And I know it's it hasn't been a a smooth ride Mets fans, but you know, big picture. This is, this is what it's all about, man. And I think Wednesday night was a perfect example of, you know, the beauty of baseball. The Mets were, you know, I don't want to say dead and buried because it's very tough to, <laughs> very tough to bury a 97 win team on, on pace for a hundred wins. But, um, you know, how quickly things turned around, how, the Mets didn't need much. They just needed a spark. Eduardo Escobar happened to be that spark three times on Wednesday, but you know, it was all that was all it took to wake up the Mets, to wake up City Field, to wake up the fan base as a whole. Everyone was getting very, very tense, anxiety ridden, and that's understandable. Um, but yeah, this is. This is going to be good. Even if the Mets, even if things don't go the Mets way this weekend, this is still going to be one of the more memorable next few weeks of, of my Mets fandom without, without question, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Either way, we're here for the ride and we'll yeah, be baby. in October, um, no matter what. Um, I think we're, I think we'd be doing everyone a disservice if we're not back Sunday to recap the series, right? Yep, I agree. All right. So in that case, we will be back Monday. Um, until then, 
you guys know the sign off and please tattoo this. We'll write it in Sharpie backwards across my forehead. So when I look in the mirror, I see let's fucking go Mets. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Uh, Everyone be safe this weekend and uh, let's have some fun. Peace.